This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having. Well, welcome back to the Team Church Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. I'll be your host today, and we are back with Coach K. Hello, everybody. Pastor Kevin, and uh, we're going to have a conversation today we feel every team needs to be having. That's why we created we're this We're going to start the conversation and let you finish it. How's I think that? We're, I think we're getting it down <laughs> by now. And uh, I'm back with my amazing co-host, Jody Cameron. Hello. Bellevue Campus Pastor at Champion Center. Yes, that's me. <laughs> It's actually location pastor, but you travel a lot, so well, things change. It takes me about seven and a half years up. to it's make fine. one of those change changes. The vocabulary. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're so glad you're here today. We counted an honor to have a space into your world and with your team every single month. Hey, before we get into our conversation today, though, uh, we had another great story come in, a team DNA story from a pastor we wanted you to hear, so let's check this out. Hi there, Team Church Tribe. Pastor Kirk Bowman from The Rock Church in Asheville, North Carolina. The question, what moves church forward for you, I think is a great one. And my first thought was this idea. It's so important to listen to the stakeholders, to the owners, to your team when you're moving forward. I think it's the job of the leader to have a vision, to cast vision, to help people move forward in life, to help church move forward. But I would think listening to your team about implementation, about different nuance is so important. Some people, we don't want to listen to at all. But our team, those that are closest to us, those that own it with us the most, those are the guys we want to listen to the best. In my early years, I probably cast a vision and then told them how we should do the vision. But now I think I've learned to listen a whole lot more. I think if you want to be a great leader and you want to move your church forward, you want to listen a whole lot more than you talk after you've cast the vision. I've heard it said, if you're not listening to the people around you pretty soon, you're not going to have anybody with anything to say around you. So let me encourage you as a leader, lean in and really listen to the heart of your team. And that was so good. If you'd like to share your team DNA story and give your team a shout out, why don't you reach out to us on teamchurchconference.com. Uh, contact us. We'd love to hear your story and we'd love to celebrate what God is doing in the life of your team. So today we're back and we're talking about the Team Church Code. We released this at Team Church Conference this year. Just Heard giving, so much good feedback on it, by the way. Absolutely. Um, we just wanted to give some language to mm -hmm. who we are as a tribe and maybe more importantly, share some DNA statements that teams everywhere could adopt as their own. Right. So this is available for you, by the way, on the About page at teamchurchconference.com. I would encourage you to head on if, there if you want to see the code written out in its entirety. And we're midway through. We're talking through each point of the code, and I think we're just going to dive right in today. Yeah, the one we want to start with today is we abandon smallness. Ooh, I love that. So this means uh, <laughs> we fight to live big on the inside, losing our, our lives in our shared vision, and generous spirits fuel our service. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we hear, we hear generosity in this statement. We hear selflessness. In this statement, we hear living big on the inside in this statement. So, I mean, I love this point. This is, this is what I feel like successful teams 
do when they put so the good. interests of the team above themselves. So what is it? What does abandoning smallness mean to you, Pastor? Well, well, first of all, let's add the word internal smallness, just to mm. make sure everybody's realizing in our minds and in our hearts and things like our immediate response on the inside, our attitude, uh, how stuff lands within us. Um, we can either go small or go big. And so the encouragement is, abandon the small direction, abandon the small way of thinking and just keep on going bigger. Just so, so, you know, if you you have a situation where you suddenly feel envy or Mm. jealousy or Mm -hmm. some sort of strife, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay, that that's small. That's too small for you. Yep. That doesn't fit well with you. You're bigger than that. And it's kind of like, you know, we, we say that as parents to our children a lot, right? Um, they get they bothered by something or, you know, a teacher did something. Or, hey, buddy, it's okay. You know what? What, what, what are we doing? We're saying, go bigger. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can get bigger than that. So um, elevating it to where we are in our teams, it would be, it would be things like passing up opportunities that we have to contribute because we're we're not wanting to put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to play it safe. We're afraid that what we say might be rejected. Um, somebody might think that it's silly. Um, wow. You know, so I think a lot of times people hold back an opportunity to contribute in a in a at a team table, um, and I would just say abandon that like work on that like like do everything you can to gather the courage to let yourself start speaking up with those ideas that are in you because if you're not careful what will happen is you'll end up saying things like you know i i never get a chance to say anything and i never get a chance to you kind of you go full circle on whatever it is that holds you hostage and eventually you end up blaming other people And so I I would just say uh, there's smallness in us that we can just be honest enough and identify, self-identify, be self-aware and push ourselves out there. Don't play it safe. Uh, Do what I call risk exposure Mm -hmm. and just get out there. um, And it it can be another thing could be assuming the worst about people, Mm. you know, inside when you're doing that. Like somebody stands up to talk and you're like, yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so you're, you're assuming, yeah. like how, do, how, do you, how do we all push ourselves internally to abandon those things that keep us small on the inside so that we can get bigger? Well, I've even heard you use the language before that on the inside of us, there's like a mini me, there's mm-hmm. a big me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm even thinking about just... The years of being on team with you, you know, you as my pastor, you have confronted me, you've you've challenged me, and in those moments, I mini me can speak up mm-hmm. or big me can speak up. Yep, and it, it's a. I think you're you're just trying to raise awareness. It's a constant choice. Absolutely, and I think even with you know things like for me uh, confessing my own um, small challenges would be um that i know a lot of times we can we can get caught up in a um i know in social media right now um Mm. there's those other churches that are doing all those big things wow yeah (laughs) that's if we're not careful um we get you know we get competitive um we let it bother us that maybe we're not as far along 
as someone else is. And that just occupies space within our hearts and within our minds. And I could sit here or, you know, you could say to me all day, well, uh, PK, that's not good. That's not. And, and, and I would say you're right. But until I wage war within Mm -hmm. and I say it's not okay. And that's, that's really what we're saying is individ, the more individuals step out of smallness on their own and get bigger on the inside, the better our teams will be. So, so what does that look like? Like practically, you know, if somebody, if somebody was honest today and said, you know, man, I just, I am, I am one or more of those things that you just listed. You know, Mm -hmm. I I struggle with envy or I struggle with comparison or, Mm -hmm. or I am hesitant to speak up in an idea session or whatever. Like, what are some practical things that we could really help people today to sort of zoom out of that tunnel vision, yeah. that navel gazing, I've heard you call it, yep. and, and, and see and see a bigger, a bigger picture? Well, I think, first of all, you have to, you have to be, um, you mentioned that if a person says, yeah, I am, don't justify it anymore. Mm. Like, don't justify your smallness. So maybe be aware of it. Well, but then don't justify it. And then it. don't justify yeah. it. If you're sitting here and you're saying, yeah, but what do I, you know, everybody's that way. Well, you're justifying it. And I would, I would just say that that's the default. That's the thing that's going to keep you small. Um, if you'll say, no, it really is a thing that I don't want to be anymore. Not, you know, sure, there's people that are that way, but not everybody is that way. There are people who are bigger than that. And if you'll put your eyes on that and say, I want to get bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get past that, that thing that holds me back where, mm. you know, I'm seeing the worst in people yeah. or I'm slow to celebrating the wins in other people. Um, I'm worried all the time about, you know, my territory, my deal, my, you're going to take that from me. Um, if those things are in you, um, that's where you want to not justify staying like you are. Yep. Um, and just, just pounce on your smallness and work yeah. on your smallness. And that's the beginning of, I think, getting bigger on the inside. A thought that's coming to me right now as I'm hearing you talk about this is when we as team members live big, we let our pastors lead big. Mm-hmm. In other words, so good. you can come to us that's with good. a big ask you know, with a big request or a big challenge because you know you have big spirited people around you. It doesn't mean we have all the answers. It doesn't mean it's not going to be a lot of hard work. It doesn't mean we aren't going to have to figure out how to do it. Yep. But I think, would you agree with this? We give oh, you to- permission. Totally. Like, like if a pastor or a leader has to get so calculated going into every conversation with his team yeah. that he's worried about, you know, he's tiptoeing around on eggshells. Um, then that's a problem within the strength of that team that until that's addressed, um, the team is going to stay small. Mm. And because pastor's being forced to couch all of his conversation in a way that he thinks you can swallow it or you can receive it. And rather than just having honest, straightforward, hey, this isn't working out. And I, I, don't, I don't think in the role you're in, it, it's a good fit for you. If you, if you can't so have those really honest, open conversations without fear of someone going, eh, shrinking and going internal mm. and, and like, you know, I feel like I'm a failure. And if a pastor or a leader has to continue to do that, then he's coddling um, to the smallness within individuals. 
And so when we go big, we give permission. That's a great way to say it, Brandon. I mean, we give permission to the organization, to the whole yeah. team, to yeah. the leader. Um, yeah. I love it when, you know, you're on an athletic field and, and loving sports like I do. Um, a lot of people play hurt and a lot of players play hurt. That's and true. They're, they're stars That's because true. they play hurt. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll get tackled, you know, and it, it'll hurt. But you see them bounce up. And uh, in a football, of course, I'm talking about you're not supposed to tackle in basketball or baseball. But, you know, on a football field, you bounce back up. And, and, and that dynamic is your contribution in the moment to say, don't put your eyes on me. Like, don't get focused on me. I, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to be the center of this. Right. I'll figure this out. I'm even hurt, you know, in the process. Yeah. But that's going big. It's going big. I have a feeling you have a lot to say about this. I do. Yeah. Coming up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is in a book coming out in February. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. More to come. More to come. But, Take us to the But next talking point. about, you know, um, I think it leads right into our, our next part of the code is that we are undeterred by offense. Mm-hmm. That we go to the table of truth often, refusing to allow personal disagreement to become team division so good so we've sort of adapted uh, adopted rather this word unoffendable you know how can we become unoffendable as team members how can we be you know become maybe offense proof as a team uh what what does it look like you know to to become offense proof well you'll never get to the point where you are not feeling offended at situations and circumstances. Um, I was just with a, a church recently, a pastor friend who is struggling with offenses from people in his church who he felt like have been unfair in their criticism of him, um, who have, he, you know, he looked at them as friends mm-hmm. and then they walk away, mm. um, not just walk away, but walk away saying things that You know, he just feels like it's really unfair. Uh, So what he's struggling with is a feeling, a feeling of offense. And what I would encourage and we're trying to encourage in terms of the framework of your own health, your individual health and the health of your team, your church, the family that you're a part of, is that feeling offense is understandable, but there's a choice you can make. So true. And that is to not live offended. That's right. And that's the distinction that has helped me so much. And I've been sharing it the last, I guess, uh, year and a half or two years more emphatically. We did a series called Don't Drink the Poison. And that series, you know, has now worked its way into the fabric of our team dialogues and conversations that we have because it's, it's natural to feel offenses for all of us at one point or another, and actually probably more often than not. Wow. But it's the, it's the taking it into your heart part that you can guard your heart. Yeah. And you can do the diligence of keeping yourself from drinking the poison of offense. And because well, so- I think a lot of people have heard, you know, being offended is like drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. Right. And that's kind of where that idea came from. Don't drink the poison, right? But what I loved about that series and this whole idea of, of being undeterred by offense is that what you're saying, we, we are all served a cup of offense, mm-hmm. sometimes daily, mm-hmm. 
most of the time mm -hmm. we all have the option <laughs> because we all have a true. beautiful gleaming compelling cup of offense right in front of us mm -hmm. but it's up to us to pour it out on the ground instead of drinking it yeah. right yeah and you know for me as a pastor one of the things that i've done um i guess sort of uh, it, deep within myself in my terms of wanting in, in terms of wanting to be better is that sometimes I'll be in a situation I'll ask myself the question would this bother and I'll think of a pastor that is leading a big organization and they you know they've come mm. a long long way and I'll ask myself would this bother them that person and that's my moment of abandoning smallness mm. and getting through yeah. that feeling of being bothered by something yeah. to the point where I'm, gonna, I'm saying, you know what, I, I've got to shake this off because yeah. I want to be that bigger, better leader. Um, and if I let this stay in me, if I drink that poison, um, it's going to mess me up. I'll go to speak next weekend, and that's what will come out of me is, is that bother, yep. that yep. hurt, that frustration. Well, and one more point we'll make on this is there's this wording tucked into this point that I want to point out, the table of truth. You, you mm. taught this to our church, and we tucked this into the code, uh, the table of truth. This is a place we go to when we need to have tough conversations, Right. when we need to go there with each other. Right. At the table of truth is someone speaking and someone Yeah, it's listening. the truth teller and the truth hearer. Yes. So it's when you go to the table, that's typically what you have is those those two uh, individuals that one is is here to tell the truth. It's Matthew 18. I just framed it. And, and I think the, the point is just that we go there often. Yes. But that's that's not a place that we summit every couple of years or, you know, yeah. when, when things are really toxic and have boiled over. Don't no, wait we, that we, long. We no, we go, go there sooner. often. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, part of my, um, I've had mixed emotions as a leader, mixed responses, because sometimes um, my confrontational nature I'll walk away and I think, man, you know, I got to be less confrontational. And then I'll go a while and not go to the table of truth. And I'll realize, no, I need to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think there's that tension yeah. that we're, that we're describing. Okay. Our second to the last point here, we starts with me. We are committed to personal spiritual health. Mm -hmm. We will not effectively lead others until we diligently lead ourselves. Um, you said this at Team Church Conference, the only way for the team to get better is for the individuals on the team to get better. Mm -hmm. So the team is just made up of a group of individuals and they all have made commitments. I'm yep. going to lead myself well. Yep. Yep. Self-leadership. And, and uh, the, I would just encourage every member of a team to understand this principle that the team cannot be better than the individuals who are part of it. And that dynamic, that so revelation. Yeah. Um, if, if you think your team can be better every, you know, every time you think that way, realize that it's the answer to being better as a team is being better at an individual level. So keep the growing going um, in your own life. And go back and listen to what we said today about abandoned smallness and, uh, you know, and the areas of offense or whatever it might be in your life and, and, and keep the growing going. So I always want to hear the practical 
Like, what do you do to lead yourself well? Great question. Yeah, I mean, I do what I guess I'm no different than other people. So for me, um, self-governing is, is not justifying what I would call those, those things inside of me that, that need to not be there for me to move forward. And, and that looks like something... That looks like something. Um, I'm trying to give you a good, quick example. Well, you've talked about rhythms a lot that I feel like could be a really practical, you know, direction for people. Even, I mean, it's a self-governing thing to to live your life even in in rhythms. Right. So, for me, I um, wake up in the morning, and for for me, taking care of me is a really, really high priority. So I wake up and try to um, be honest about this, that I can only serve you well if I have something to offer you. So that commitment, I think that's what you're talking about, that commitment Mm -hmm. to live within a self-awareness that that takes care of me, body, soul, and spirit. Well, and I've also heard it said, and I try to live by this, that, you know, it's not your job to make me read my Bible. Right. I mean, that's my job. And, and, um, it's not your job to make sure, you know, I'm working out or that my car is clean or talking to God. What, what, yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of our conversations are on church things you know, we, we we don't talk about that a lot actually because I actually just own it. Like it's mine. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm I the fruit of my life at some point's gonna come out of that. Yep. So make a tree good. Yeah. So for me, I have to. I like to. I have to get my. I have to get the right stuff going into me on a constant basis. So yep. I listen to podcasts um, uh, a lot. I listen to music and worship a lot. Um, and I think my mind is no better than anybody else's mind. Probably not as good as a lot of people's minds. My mind can dip. It can go places I don't want it to go. And it's only by the consistent, yeah. um, you know, taking care of me, regulating me, putting the right stuff in on a, just a constant habitual basis that keeps me on track. Our last point to land the plane here on the code is we move church forward. We are bought with blood and baptized by fire. We will stop at nothing to see our communities look like heaven. I mean... At the end of the day, Jesus is building his church mm-hmm. and we are part of something so holy and so special. And we are so, we are so powerful with the wind of the spirit at our back mm-hmm. and the help of God in what we do. So there's a God factor in, in everything that we're doing and everything that we're building here. And there's a relentlessness in mm-hmm. that, that I think we tried to capture here in the code. Yeah. And I think everybody um, that's listening today would say, well, I don't want the church to go backwards. I don't want the church to go down. I don't want, um, I would just encourage you to oftentimes uh, get a picture in your mind of the churches in your city and the churches in your community that have deteriorated Um, the cathedrals that you drive Mm -hmm. by and the places where the windows are broken and used to be a large number of people that go and now look at, you know, maybe even some churches have turned into other kinds of buildings and malls or shopping centers or whatever it might be. And just just really get just really get passionate mm-hmm. about the idea that if we don't move it forward, it will go backward. It will not be sustained. It will not be strong. It will, it will not go into the next generation. If we don't think ahead and think forward and think three, 
I promise you that it will deteriorate and it will end up going down rather than going up. It'll go backwards rather than forward. So I think really what we're trying to say is that um, Jesus did, he gave his life and, and he with the blood that he spilt out of his own body, he showed us that passion and that love. And we think of, well, God so loved the world. But let me remind you of the scripture that says to us that Jesus died for us. And it talks about husbands and wives in the book of Ephesians, mm-hmm. that he gave himself for, for us, meaning the church. Mm-hmm. And so he loves the church. He, he gave himself for the church. Um, he's building the church. So that's where that passion comes from. It's like soldiers that line up to represent their country yeah. and to spill their blood uh, and when necessary out of a loyalty to their, to their country. Let that be your focus next time you're tempted to engage in a negative conversation, next time you're tempted to be critical, next time you're tempted to say something that doesn't move church forward, (laughs) let that be your passion. Like, I'm not going to join in on anything that will take away from the strength and the momentum of the church. I am giving my life to move church forward. Well, and and inspiring others to do the same. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go and ask people to become a volunteer, it's not, hey, you know, if you have time, it'd be great to have you. We need you, you know. It's, hey, we are part of the greatest cause on the planet. We all get to be a part of this. We want you to join the journey yeah. let, with let me say one more thing about that because uh, just just uh, you know football season started here um last couple of weeks and of course we're in seahawk country and we love the seattle seahawks but it's amazing to me how like outspoken people will be and passionate they will be like they don't care what you think no i'm a seahawk fan ah you like the you like the patriots uh, you know the, but it's amazing then how reserved we get when it's time to step up for our church True. I just, I'm, I, and, yep. and those are the yep. kind of things that sometimes land in my mind. And I'm like, why? Like, wh- why are so many people um, negotiating with those, like you said, Jody, the conversation to let it spill over to people? Hey, this is my church. I mm-hmm. love my church. And, and I'm not going to be in the gray on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all in when it comes yep. to church. Like, just to comment, tell friends, tell pe- people that are less committed, rather than saying, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't do that with football. Why well, do it? You know, why sure. do it? Why do we get reluctant when it comes to champion the church? So um, I'm getting a little passionate here, but I would just like to persuade or encourage somebody um, who today is is not showing that kind of passion to just realize that the only way we're going to move church forward is if we have a passion to move church forward and yep. champion the church. You're preaching on a Tuesday morning here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm so glad that we have this code now that lives in our tribe. We're not, we're not leaving this thing. It's going to stay in the mix. And I hope for every, every leader, every pastor watching to this today, listening to this today, use this code, make it your own. Uh, let these statements find their way into the team. You can find uh, the code on our website. And we were just counted an honor to share that DNA with you. We are God's church. We are on the same team and we believe in you so deeply. So I hope this conversation has helped today. In fact, uh, we'd love if you would take this conversation now and continue it with your team. Get some time on the schedule. Um, have the necessary conversation. Go there with your team. 
we believe we'll all be better. Also, hit the subscribe button however you're watching or listening to this today. Um, plan to join us every month, first Tuesday of the month when we release a new episode. Also, plan to join us at an upcoming Team Church event. We'd love to have you in the mix. Until then, uh, let's move church forward together. We love you, Team Church, and God bless you. This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.